We find the crew of the Wayfarer and Bimes after being betrayed by the one person they thought they could trust, Moxie Rebel. Now, they're in the belly of the beast, Vaxon's Freda. But maybe not all hope is lost and they can strike a deal with old Vax, getting themselves out of this relatively unscathed. But, unbeknownst to them, the ultimate sacrifice is right around the corner. Find out this time on Omega Star 7. So our scene opens up with the crew of the Wayfarer in a dark, featureless room with a single light above their heads. They had just been captured by Moxie, who was being helped by her partner, Proxy. They don't know where they are, they don't know how long it's been, but they've just woken up for the first time. Where am I? I fucking knew it. You knew it? Why didn't you tell us? I said I didn't trust her from the beginning. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> but it's... It was Moxie. It was... Well, it wasn't Moxie, but... Didn't you say you were a Proxy fan anyways? I'm a Moxie fan. And I thought that was her. And it's... It wasn't. Mm. Well. How do we get out of this joint? Wait, wait, wait. Where are the others? I look around the room. Oh, my... Wake back up. is so sore. Wake up. Wait, wait. Jet. <laughs> <laughs> so as... <laughs> as Sheehan goes to try to move his arm to swing and wake Jin from his slumber, he realizes that his body cannot move. Looking down, he sees that his suit of armor has been fitted with some kind of restraining harness. I can't move. <laughs> Alright. This is a problem. I can I go can I over and take I want you to take yeah, a look at it. Yeah. Right. yeah, uh pull out some tools and put my little eyeglasses on. You stuff. go you you go to check your tools and you realize that I have no tools. Your tools have not been on you. I've been taken from you. What about the ones that I keep in my overalls? Yeah. You have like a little like multi-tool kind of thing, like a little tiny Swiss Army knife that you keep in like a little pocket. Uh, that's, that's good enough for me. Wait. Yeah, I start, I start poking around at uh, their, their device that's attached to it. See what uh, I can give do. me a mechanics first. Versus two purples. Uh, let's say let's say three purples. Two successes. So I'm gonna tell you, you know what it is and how it's working. Um, you are a little bit afraid to unlatch it because you mm. do know that if you do it can do some damage to mm. Sheen's body now it can be done sure but there is a drawback if you fail on it hey buddy so <clears throat> I don't think I should do this with just little pocket tools that I got here uh, what else you got literally nothing <sighs> fuck well I'm useless at this point you could say I'm Water weight. What? So, did they... Did they, like... Did they take my jewelry? Oh. They took everything. You've... Uh, anybody, uh... Is it, is, is it... Is it... Is it warm? It's, I'm, I'm feeling pretty warm right now. No, nah, it's actually like a really, really comfortable temperature in here. I feel cold. Hmm. <laughs> You don't look good though. You're sweating a lot. Um, so I'm gonna because I see Jin's asleep still. I'm gonna. I'm out. What do you mean? There's not asleep. I'm out. Okay, yeah. He's he's knocked the fuck out. He's KO, bro. I'm gonna go and see if he's got any silt on him because I'm I'm not feeling the greatest at the moment. I'm pretty hot, pretty sweaty, a little fidgety. So uh, this is the first time you've gotten this close to Jin's face. Yeah. I'm gonna describe beautiful. (laughs) I'm gonna describe a little bit something to you that you have not noticed before because it's pretty unnoticeable from a distance. And since he's technically KO'd right now, he can't really tell you. Uh, You notice that the side of Jin's head, as you didn't know there was something going on, but like it's not. It's synthetic. Like it's it. It looks. It has like a real skin tone to it. Like it's almost like rubber. But you can tell me there's like a seam that goes around his head. But because it's so you start 
doing the whole touching. This is where, yeah. you know, Jen's eyes shoot open. <laughs> <laughs> and I just grab grab you. Good good uh good good morning, Jen. Uh what do you think you're doing? Um um you feeding into a little problem while we're in the middle of the, our own crisis? Yeah. <laughs> and you thought to check me? Yeah. 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 Not to check on me, but to check if I had anything on me. You were, you were sleeping. You, no. you looked so peaceful. Get away from me. Well, I started to scramble up. So what? That was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Where exactly are we? Um, have you guys figured any of that out? How long have I been out? Uh, I don't even know how long any of us have been out, really. How much longer have you guys been awake? <laughs> I, I I just woke up not long ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm about 15, 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops, 45 minutes, maybe. <laughs> okay. He's been laying there. Yeah, thank you. Pretty peaceful at first, to be honest. Then she and woke up. <laughs> yeah. So what's wrong with you? Why can't you move? Well, they have me in some kind of contraption here. Uh, I fucking hate this thing. It makes me feel like I'm back in grade school. What kind of school did you go to? I didn't like... I didn't like that teacher at all. At that moment, the door chimes and slides open. On the other side is Moxie Rebel in her actual armor. Sorry, you guys ready to be facts. I guess we have no other choice. Um, can 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 I can I get my ring back? If you don't think that I didn't see through Proxy's eyes what you did with that ring, the answer is no. <sighs> she kind of calls in a few other people who come in with like a uh, dolly to put Sheen on, <laughs> and they come in and pick him up by the shoulder by like the shoulders and arms. And stand him up straight and lock him in place into this dolly. You ready to go? As ready as I'll ever be. Let's get this show on the road. So they take you out of the brig, which is where you guys were, and down a hallway. This is pretty much a freighter. Uh, it's a very, very big ship, and you can tell. Uh, there's a long hallway filled with rooms. And they just kind of walk you down. Uh, kind of a ramp that goes up and then into a more, like operations area there's like star maps and there's seating everywhere there's like armories and there's just tons of computers and holograms everywhere and they take you up even further into the bridge and now here's what the bridge is the bridge is a big circular open space and then down below this kind of circular platform is where all the operations go but on the circular platform that you walk directly out onto is someone who is looking out at the railing, looking at the Teravactus, which you guys would know is a two gravity rings that hold together a bunch of trash. Huge expansive window, just looking out at the rift, and there is a seat. You can kind of see, just barely, a hand holding a wine glass filled with blue wine, looking out. You are all brought forward. Sheehan can tell that they lift him off, and they unlock the restraint from behind him as his body kind of becomes usable again. And you're all standing there, and Moxie kind of walks up to where this person's sitting, and all the other pirates leave. So it's you four, Moxie, and this person. And there's a pretty long, pregnant pause before this figure stands up. He's about six foot three or four, and it's definitely silhouetted by, like, the colors of the rift. He turns around, and you can kind of see, like, it's a very old-school military outfit, almost like a cape. Like, cape, long, revolutionaries-type outfit. It's been pretty worn, but it's all black, and he has long, brown hair, and he kind of steps towards you guys, and you kind of look at his face. He doesn't look that old. He looks no more than maybe like 30 or 40. Very cropped and well done beard. It doesn't look too heavy or too thin. And he has very bright green eyes. So, did the silt rats find the cheese in the labyrinth? I guess you could say that we did. 
You understand why you're here. Not really. No. <laughs> I'd like some enlightenment, please. I'm a better pilot than yours. You brought <laughs> Silt into the rift. Had you been detained and brought to me, you would have been sent on your merry way. But now, we're here. From what I'm being told, a creature being let loose on one of my stations, killing, at this point, hundreds of people. All because you wanted to bring Silt here. We had a job to do. I, mean, I was just hired to fly a ship. You can relax, all of you. I'm gonna offer you a job. I got enough jobs already. Well, maybe you want to hear mine. Could be any better than what I have to go through. I mean, as long as it pays, to be honest, I haven't gotten paid for this job yet, even. So. <laughs> we were already here. <laughs> so you'll hear me out then. Yeah, yeah, I think. So he does a whistle. <laughs> Two pirates come up holding a man with a bag over his head. And they put him down in front of you guys. And Bax is behind him, pulling off the bag on his head, reveals Canton with a gag in his mouth taped to his face. What are you doing with him? Well, it's not what I'm doing with him. It's what you're going to do with him. He reaches into his pocket, holding a blaster, and puts it out in front of all four of you. I just want to see if you are dogs of the cartel, or you're here just to make a little bit of extra coin. I walk up, not breaking eye contact with Vax whatsoever. I grab the gun, I point it at Kayanton, and I pull the trigger. It's empty. I place it back in his hand. Very good. He looks down at Canton, removing the gag, and says, If you ever betray me again, it won't be empty. Kicks him in the back. Canton kind of stands up and runs off, still bound behind the back. Now, let me tell you what I want from you. Two things. You're going to deal with that creature? Savvy? Yeah, give me my tools then. Let's do this. Part two. I want you to take me back with you and collect the bounty that's on my head. Easy, let's go. I might just be a little off at the moment, but um, that doesn't sound like a, a, a normal request. So, when you want to kill someone who wears a helmet and a chest piece, the best way to get to their heart is through their stomach. They put me in the mines, and I'll find a way. To bleed them dry, like the pigs they are. I mean, the mines are terrible. You know that, right? I've been there. So why would you want to go back? <laughs> yeah, like, I. There's nothing the reason for we're you. here They'll is strip to... you down to nothing. You will day in, day out be mining ores. Yeah, the reason we're here, technically, is because I was avoiding these mines. He just smiles and says, The bounty on my head is 200,000 credits. And, and he snaps his fingers, and they and two pirates come out with the bags you were given and throw the silt at your feet. And, I'm willing to give you those spare parts. <laughs> so do the math. Sell your sell the silt somewhere else. Sell the parts and collect two hundred thousand credits. That's all you have to do. So, do we have a deal? I mean, it sounds like easy money, guys. To be honest. Yes. 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 Can I have a little sidebar? Boys. That kind of huddle around. He turns around and just kind of walks back out to the, the the viewpoint of the rift, and you just see him, like, looking back at the silhouette of this floating debris. Now, guys, the bounty for him does say dead or alive. We can turn him in, get our money. Do you kill him? And kill him. Do you hear yourselves? Do you hear yourselves? We wouldn't. Okay, if be on the bad side. Turning him in puts us on the bad side. You don't think that killing him is going to put us on an even worse side? You of any people. First of all, Jin, I know. Shit, I know your answer to every problem is put a hole in it, okay? While, while this is but going sometimes on, it doesn't work. Sometimes we blame it more finesse. On the cartel. Okay, the cartel takes the heat. Well, while, I'll say, while this is going on, you notice me reaching down to the bag. You have to get one of those. Tiberius! What? We haven't agreed on the plan yet. That's not, a t- that's not technically ours yet. Tough. 
I see why you have the crew left. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Look, all, all I'm saying. There will be no blood shed. We, can't we have to transport him anyways. Why don't we do what we have to here? While we're on the way taking him back, we can continue this conversation and decide at a later time. It'll be a last-minute decision. And that's fine. There's no reason Anything to, to get yeah, us why, moving why right now. Kill, why, why are we even entertaining the idea of killing him, Sheen? Because we want to figure out what side we want to be on. Boys, v- Vax. We are going to be heroes. I'm on the side of whoever's going to we... pay me two hundred thousand credits, dog. I understand. We can get both. I just kind of like stand straight up and just yell over to Vax, uh, Mister Mister Vax. He turns around. Yes. You have a deal. Where do we sign? If we're bringing you on a ship, you're getting cuffed. Understood. And I'm just clapping the the uh, bracers that I was wearing like earlier for like, my body. And I'm just smiling. Splendid. Moxie will take you back to the habitat. Is it Moxie or Proxy? You just have to find out. You guys are brought back through the same area, back to a large docking bay. And there's tons of ships laid out on this large landing area inside the ship. And you go back to, you know, Moxie's patrol ship. And as you get back on, she looks back and says, We'll get you here. I'm, first thing I'm looking for is my damn ring. That's the first thing I'm looking for. So you guys get your stuff and she's like, It's going to be about an hour before we can leave. I have to do some repairs that uh, some ship did to me earlier. From there... I will make sure we get there in just the right amount of time. So relax. And she leaves. Uh, r- real quick, do you have anywhere with like some spare like computer parts or anything lying around? Where you can find from my old bounties in these old boxes, you're welcome to have. Okay. Uh, Skeeks, I, I think I might have an idea for how we're going to do this. Uh, yeah, okay. And I'm also going to be looking at my little droid thing, I guess, if we're rummaging through parts of stuff. So you guys gather all of your gear, and you're sitting in this, like, common area on the ship that's pretty much for one or two people. You do notice that Proxy is sitting there. My, 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 how the turntables have turned. Um, yeah, Shin. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself, bud. Um... So, uh, Skeeks, I think I think I might have found enough parts here to put together a uh, pretty much like a a remote not a remote start but a, a trigger to set off this blast, this purge, if you will. All right, so you're gonna just rig a trigger for the bomb. That's smart. Essentially, pretty far away from it that way. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I've never been involved in a blast of an Ethereum purge, and I, I, I don't feel like trying it today. Yeah, no, that sounds reasonable. So let's, uh, let's slap this thing together. Find anything for your little robot? Yeah, if we, if we have stuff here, I mean, I definitely want to rummage through there and see... So here's the one thing. Droid. You know, you open the droid up, and like I said, it, it, it resembles a D20. It has, like, a bunch of, like, sides to it. Okay. It's, like, a, it's round-ish, but, it's, you know, it's angular. Yeah. And uh, has like a little like eye, uh, and you can tell like a lot of these little like panels can open up and be like multi tools and whatnot. Sure, sure. But you know, all that stuff seems intact. What's missing is the personality drive, pretty much the motherboard, the brain of this thing. Oh, okay. Something that should most likely be tailor fit, tailored. Mo- something that's most likely best to be made and not found. You don't want to be putting in some random robot's personality that you found. In the off chance that it could be something that's not made for it, a la a murder, a murder bot, or mm-hmm. other or other things. Is it something uh, I, I that I kind of do want to do that? To be honest, Just the like, idea is that you roll want... the dice and be like, well, "What's the personality going to be?" Is, <laughs> is it something that I could potentially like with my like just like my computering? Just be able to like kind of so like, what, what happens together? You guys would need to make 
mm-hmm. a motherboard, which is something. That motherboard, it's pretty much a whole module. It's, it serves as a motherboard and a personality matrix and all that stuff. Uh, Skeeks would design the frame for it. You would program it. That's kind of how it works. You plug in, program all the parameters. It could take some time. It's not something that can be done in just a couple hours. Again, you can find this off other droids. It's something not to be something to be considered, but not always done. It's kind of a it's kind of a Pandora's box. You might not want to open up. Um, but that's pretty much the one thing you need. The rest is like minor repairs you could be doing at any time. Okay. Scuffs, right. little pieces broken off. You can easily be they can easily be replaced. Sure. So in our spare time here on the ship. Uh, that's what I'll do then, after I notice the personality drive. And I'm not going to just pick up a random one here, so uh, I do spend some time sort of taking off some of the smaller panels and stuff, sort of just polishing them with some of the tools that I have. Uh, and the whole time just sort of um, not talking to Moxie or Proxy, just sort of every now and again just kind of looking up and not glaring, but just sort of giving a look before going back down and polishing my stuff some more. Um, so, so, uh, so Jin... Um, what's up with the, um, you know, the, the headgear? Kind of, like, reach up. Kind of, kind of reach up. I'm like, my head? And just kind of, like, reach up and itch up. Itch up kind of, like, on, like, the normal, kind of, like, where the, not the seam, but there's, you know, there's obviously a a seam, you know, and just be like, well kind of a reason why I don't like to deal with the cartel too much. And unfortunately, I have to deal with them all the time. I'm guessing it's something from a job gone wrong? Well, you know, this, uh, this debt that I've acquired, uh, they don't, uh, they don't trust that I'll run away, that that I'll just, you know, not run away anymore. And, uh, they want to make sure that that debt's paid. Uh, in other terms, um, uh, dead men can't pay. And then I just kind of, like, walk away. With my eyes still closed, I'm still meditating in my, my stance. I, I reply, what's done is done, and what is going to happen is going to happen. And so it shall be. At that point, Moxie returns from the lower decks and says, Well, ship's done. You guys ready to go? As ready as I'll ever be. Might as well get it over with. You're very close to the station, so it's less than a 15-minute flight. Um, so, real quick, gentlemen, I know, you, uh, know you're not thrilled with the idea, but here's about two doses worth. Use it as a last resort. From what I've seen, it will hide you from it for a short while. About a minute. So you got to time it just right. You all kind of sit there those last 15 minutes and you kind of understand that this is a very high risk, high reward. You could walk away with about 250,000 credits from this job. So it's something not to be taken lightly. You understand this. However, it is something that you guys may not walk away from. So you all walk away to kind of get those final thoughts, and I want to get those final thoughts. So the first person who walked away will start with Jin. You walked away, you're kind of in like this bathroom area, looking at a mirror, mm-hmm. kind of just like the whole wash your face, kind of get that like clear clear mind. Because it only, it's only been like six or seven hours since you guys got here, less than a day. So a lot has happened, and this is the first actual breath you guys have gotten. I'm just kind of like looking into the mirror after splashing my face and I'm just kind of like looking at my reflection and just like eventually I just kind of start zoning out on like my like my pupils almost like it's not even like I'm looking at my eyes I'm just like I'm you know looking through my reflection feeling around my face and I start feeling up next to my eye I kind of like pull it out a little bit and it like opens up like a little bit more of like a light and it's kind of like a uh, like a weird little like reservoir and I take like I don't know kind of like this like chill like pepper not peppermint like thing <laughs> but like you know it's just like a hydrating like a visine just kind of 
come back to like nothing happened, kind of just like and shut her out. We move over to Sheehan. Take us to your meditation world. What what's what is your happy place? So believe it or not, the goddess Malt is this from where we're from where Namirans are from. She is a uh, kind of like a a hydra of some sorts. She's literally like uh, like a ferocious like dragon looking thing. Except she's like scaly and she like she comes from the water and stuff. So, um, but she's only like rumored to be found uh, by this. It looks almost like a cherry blossom tree, basically. The name of the actual tree was lost uh, in our history. Beneath this tree, with slight clouds in the sky, and there's not a soul around me, which it myself. <clears throat> and that's where I'm at. Juxtaposition right over to Skeek's, like, pacing back and forth in the engine room. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably still just, my headplace is still just, like, tinkering, so I'm probably sitting here tinkering on this droid still, taking yeah. panels off doing this. You know, sort of trying to, like, zone out and stuff. Uh, again, glaring around again at uh, Moxie or Proxy when they walk by, and sort of thinking about how a person that I looked up to in such a way I feel sort of betrayed by at this point. Um, and then, as I'm like doing some stuff with these panels, I like, reach into my bag to like grab a different tool, uh, and I see like the gun there, and I think back to when we had like the the pirates, wherever where they are, pirates, where they who, who yeah, they're pirates. We went to them, um, and I did the, like, really clean, like, double chest headshot, and, like, uh, I think to the fact that, like, I thought that that, like, that life was behind me, and yet here it's I am back. military life. Yeah, yeah, here I am back to, like, doing that stuff again, and I'm being uncomfortable with it. And Tiberius. I'm just kind of sitting there, messing around with my, um, my computer, just working on some, like, programs, or, like, working on, like, the kill switch protocol thinking while I'm doing it, just kind of like this, this whole, everything is so crazy after I decided to get that ship. I don't think Tiberius regrets it, but I think it's, it's changing his perspective as to how he wants to, or like his idea of how he wants to be known. It's kind of, it's, it's a crazier lifestyle than he thought it really was going to be. And with that, you guys... Here over the intercom. All right, we're approaching. Did you guys have the docking bay? Alrighty, boys. Let's get to it. Eyelids open up. I'm back here. Lock and load. Well, wherever you go, there you are, and here we are. Episode 6 of Omega Star 7. We are circling the drain with only two episodes left, but things are just getting started. So let's get over the normal stuff. If you'd like to follow us on social media, please be sure to do so at The Crit Stop, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow us for updates. If you like what you hear, consider hitting that subscribe button on your favorite platform. And if you're listening from a platform that allows you to rate and review this podcast, consider giving that to us. It helps us keep this thing moving forward and helps us immensely. Your kind words do help us keep moving this thing forward. Other than that, I just want to say thank you for being here. And thanks for listening to The Crit Stop, your one-stop shop to everything tabletop. I'm Skyler, your host. I'll see you guys in the next one. We have the shot of the ship entering the lower auxiliary docking bay of Habitat Alpha B9. You're all waiting there at the like cargo hatch door and you can definitely feel the ship kind of slow down and come to a stop. Moxie comes down from the cockpit and she's standing there with you and you know, the helmet's still on. Well, good luck to you. And she presses a button, door opens up, you see the Wayfarer sitting there. I haven't known you boys for too long, but if we were to go out any other way, really disappointed so let's make this a banger so you all walk down this cargo bay one at a time Skeek's bringing up the rear feels a hand on his shoulder looking back sees Moxie just know that I appreciate that my dad had someone he liked 
before he died. Yeah, I mean, he was a nice guy, so it's fine by me. I just want you to understand that I'm sorry that I had to do what I had to do. But you brought the one thing that was my dad's crutch my entire childhood. And I hope you can understand that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just a pilot. I wasn't here to, you know, give drugs to kids or anything like that. You begin your walk away, and she stops you one more time. Skeeks, take this. And off her back, she gives you this cannon that was strapped to it. It's not like it's been modified to be smaller, but still just as powerful and just as heavy. I think you're going to need this more than I am. So just grab it and sling it over my shoulder and just keep walking. As the ship begins to close, her and Proxy are both standing there, and she throws down to you pretty much single-use grappling hooks that can, like, act as repels. Mm. I guess we can get down to this thing at least. Cool. Or get out. Well, we know how to get its attention. Do we? One of us is going to be the bait with no silt. I said we draw straws. Mm-hmm. Don't draw any straws. I don't want to use the silt. Well, that settles it. Me. I say, in an ideal situation, you cover us, me and Tiberius, go down to the core, try and set up this trigger system, and get out. And... Best case scenario, the collector never even shows up. That could work. Let's get it done. It's gonna move on, gentlemen. So you guys are walking the way you you recognize, same way back to that sh- that long, dilapidated shaft, and you get there with no problem. And you get back down to that shaft. You have that harrowing memory of two of you almost falling in mm. a moment where all of you <laughs> almost fell. You look down at a much more dangerous area with the relief in the back of your minds, understanding you have at least. The repel system to get you down. Start making our way down. Yep. So you guys are walking. You know, you all, you're all t- these things tied to you. You're able to tie them, so you're not too worried about you falling. Uh, you you fasten them down, and you begin to make the walk down. Now, it's much darker. There's no purple light from the Ethereum powering the engine. Uh, there's just that faint bit of solarium reminded that you are not safe if the collector decides to come back. So you do have that on your mind. Just don't look down and it'll be a lot easier. Hmm? You afraid of heights? I just don't like them. This is gonna go so great. Let's, let's, do, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do this. I attach my grappling hook to something and begin to yep. make the descent. I follow up. I'm already repelling. I'm just thinking about it. I jumped on with them. As we're going down, I'll be like, Tiberius, they, uh, that kills which is probably attached to ether plane matrix. That's what's allowing this engine to recharge, so if we can find that down there, that's probably the, the best bet we have to do what we're trying to do here. Well, I, I, I sure hope you have a better idea of what to look for, because I'm not too certain. I'll, we'll find it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be in the uh, control uh, cockpit that should be around here somewhere. Usually it's overlooking everything. It's covered in monitors, that kind of stuff. Well then, hopefully we can get this done quick and get the hell out of here. So you guys climb down. Now let's describe this. Uh, Again, it's full of like silos, but there's four large ones that are all like separated by catwalks that go everywhere. Again, this place is huge. And you can definitely see at the top, at the center of this room, there is a very small windowed area that has like maybe a hundred foot climb down the central area of the catwalk. So there's like the working area at the center that has like four main catwalks that go out and they kind of spiral all over the place just to kind of keep all things moving. And then there's like the cockpit or the roost at the very top. So with almost a moment as your feet kind of jump down to repel and there is almost a loam-like impression in the wall that almost feels organic and you flash your light at it and realize that there's this black tendril-like mass that's just kind of pulsating 
on the wall. And you flash around to see that it's covering the entire wall. Whoa. What, what, do, you, what, do, y'all, what do you all make of this? Looks like we're in the belly of the beast from here on out, guys. Oh, are you, oh, we're going to keep going down and just walk all over this? There's nowhere else to go. How else are we supposed to get down? There's only one way to do it. So Tiberius being the one that's up front right now, he is still rappelling down, and he thinks he hits the catwalk, but he kind of gets stopped by something, and he tries to put his other foot down to see if he's hit solid ground, but there's nothing there, and you look kind of look around to realize that you're still in the air, still about like 30 feet down, and you look, flash your light to see what is a person amassed into this wall. Um... <laughs> Do do, uh, do, do, do you all see what I'm standing on? And with that, everyone else has this very similar experience. And you all flicker on your lights to see that this whole place is covered in people. What? (laughs) Looks like, uh... Looks like Joji here has been eating a lot. I I wonder if this is how it sustains itself. Is this where it brings everybody? Sources say maybe. Sheehan, this doesn't make any sense. I don't remember this from the logs. There was nothing about this. Uh, This is something I don't even think it's ever been seen before. I'm getting really uncomfortable down here. I think we just need to get this get this job done and get out. Have the silt ready. I, oh, it's... I don't, I don't even know if silt's going to help at this point. Only one way to find out. Hey, look. Look. We're going to fucking make it. Just get in. Get out. We'll go home. You guys all get down to the first catwalk. And you all land, realizing that this, uh... The catwalk isn't totally covered, but you can see just the silhouettes of tentacles wrapped around everything, and you begin to move forward. Area of the Sun is a circular platform filled with computers and, you know, mainframes, and then there's a ladder that goes up to the cockpit. Is this where we plug in the uh, trigger? No, I'm going to have to cut out those steps there. Probably one of us going at a time as we, uh, you know, fix the machine there and, uh... Hopefully this thing doesn't show up. You know, it's going to take us a little bit of time. Well, we got one round. Yeah, here, actually. This will be better in your hands probably right now. I'll hand you the, uh, the new rifle that I got there. Oh. An Ethereum cannon. I've never used one of these, but I've definitely seen some co-workers get their hands on it. And let me tell you, it paints a beautiful picture. <clears throat> we'll be on lookout. Be careful, gentlemen. Let's all get out of this. So you guys begin your ascent up to the cockpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started uh, climbing up, look with my... I, I, didn't, I didn't bring my full tool set, but I have, like, the uh, fancy new uh, warp drive spanner wrench with me other smaller things like that and I start making my way up there uh, with Tiberius in tow. You said it's just like a chair surrounded by monitors and stuff, It's right? pretty much a windowed four, like a four-paned mm-hmm. triangular room. Sure. That's like maybe at the biggest, at the base top, seven feet down to five feet. Okay. Yeah, so I start climbing around in here and I'm uh, looking for uh, the panel that looks like it would be they really kill switches So you, you get up there you have to open a hatch, climb in. Yeah. Tiberius right below, and the seat's kind of there, a little bit kind of suspended, much like the Wayfarer. And, um, you know, Skeeks kind of sits in, starts looking around. You do notice that there is uh, pictures, memorabilia, of Ash Warden and his wife, Kandra. This is kind of like a final place that maybe Scrawl left just as a last bit of kindness. Rough. You're looking around, and eventually, you know, it's 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 meant to be run easily. So, you know, you flick on the solarium power, 
that powers this this little room. Mm-hmm. Faint lights kind of flicker on, giving you like a little bit of auxiliary. Like the holo the holograms are kind of fading a little bit, but you can still work with them. And uh, above you are the panels, and you kind of open one up, and there's wires up there. And that's when you start like rooting around to kind of understand what was done with the retrofits that Ash mm-hmm. Warden did before he uh, was found like a crazy person. And um, you know you, you figure out what you're looking for. And hanging there in this like in this one panel is the Ethereum crystal. Mm-hmm. Hey, we must pause that we got and see if I can get this stuff retrofitted. Alrighty. Uh, and I hand up just the the satchel of parts that we put together. Uh, just see what you can do. We cut back down to Jin and Sheehan. What do I see? Anything? Nothing right now. Nothing? Jin, what about you? You see uh, anything? Alright, let's find out. Consider the the, uh, the the catwalks like a web. Yeah, so I guess I'm pretty much just like going back and forth with the catwalks, just like checking each spot. Yeah, you're just kind of walking around that circular platform. Yeah. You get two successes on your perception. Uh, you're looking around. Again, you're you're the, you're the only one who does not, does not have silt on him prepared to take it. And um, you start to look around, down, up. And inside these silos are writhing masses of tentacles. It's going to be a little hard to see the uh, monster. Uh, we're going to definitely need to keep our ears out for these for this one. My hearing is as good as my eyesight. We should be fine. As well of a marksman as you are, you better not hit me with that, you blind thing. Just don't get in my way. It's a little easier said than done, don't you think? Well, don't give me a reason to shoot you. How fitting. Back in Tiger Ears and Skeeks, you're just about ready to put to put the plan into motion. As a, what was the plan here? Which part's the trigger? Which part we, uh... Was, so, was I putting this before or after? What was the... Do the schematic? We have to set up... Is it... So, like, the crystal just has to make contact? There is a catalyst box that the crystal is put in. You press a button. That will send data to the wires that will then trigger a purge. What you've done is you've pretty much created a timer to stop the purge from happening. But you still have the initial startup. Mm-hmm. The initial purge usually would have taken about like five minutes. This will give you as much time as you need. So basically you're, you're pretty much bottlenecking the process at the end. How are we doing up there, boys? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be too much longer, but we got some time still. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap it up. I take the, the part and I start wiring it into place with my like, portable soldering iron and stuff like that. Yep, and you get it all done. Ready to go. All I have to do is flip on the Ethereum and start the primers. <sighs> so let's get this over with. And I just start flipping all the switches. So as you start up the primers to get the timer started, to hit the kill switch, the lights flicker on. As the Ethereum reservoir begins to power up the whole foundry, Endrin. And from there, Sheehan and Jin see the nest for what it is as you guys are up in the cockpit also looking out the windows seeing writhing masses of tentacles everywhere the second you begin to see that purple glow come from the silos there's a moment of calm before tentacles fly out of the silos and begin to wrap themselves around everywhere and with that you can hear the faint scream of the collector Boys, I think now's the time to take that silt. You guys only have a minute to do it. Don't do it yet. We need to be able to see it before we do it. Okay, let's just start running. And why are we planning on fighting this thing? Let's fucking get out of here. I, I, I like start climbing over Deberius, like trying to like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're climbing down, that scream gets louder and louder. You see that thin, spindly creature that you once saw again. This thing drops down and begins to charge right at you, Jin. 
Jin, hold him there. Don't move. I start, to, I start to like line up the cannon as I'm like also inhaling the silt so he doesn't see me doing this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I kind of like reposition it and I see him like like full on like charging because I'm like I would say like I'm on like the outer like edge of the catwalk here and he's like charging with the right there. Yep. So as I see him like charging, I'm, I'm timing it, I'm timing it, I'm timing it, and then right as soon as it kind of gets close, almost too close. Boom! Gunnery, please. Alright. One success, two advantages. Woo! So, Jen, you see the collector charge at you. A flash of purple light bolts over your shoulder and blows the thing apart. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Shut up. <laughs> That's it. No. That's it. Do we no, just destroy dude. the collector? <laughs> yeah. No, what? Yeah. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good that roll was? <laughs> you got something to say, Sheehan? <sighs> well, I'm kind of like tweaked out because I just took some silk. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what does tweaked Sheehan say? I can get used to this. <laughs> and with that, you hear not just one, but what seems to be dozens of collector screams coming from all over the room. Okay, 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 okay. And there's you see the pod of the people in them begin to just come off the wall as people are are assimilated into these black mass tentacles. You're seeing collectors of various types. Like there's there's the ones that you saw that have nothing but a tail. There's the thin, spindly ones, and they begin to charge down on right, Ty, the Ty, catwalks. Ty, 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 what's that timer? What's that timer? What's that timer? Uh, Ty, uh, uh, what's uh, the timer? We we need to get up. You do like, not want to get I, stuck I, in this blast. Like it's right a ten now? second like blast. Right now? We need when to go? You, when okay. we are ready, I can hit the button. Okay, well I, I'm ready now. Okay, well uh, let's, get up the let's go. Let's go. As let's you're go, yelling this, I mean Skis runs past you guys. Give me the time. Give me the. It's on my computer. At this point, the, the collectors begin to charge in on you, and then the tentacles let go and begin to start grabbing at you guys, and there are screeches and everything. There's nothing but hectic black tendrils flying all over this room. You're all down on the platform. Jin is out on the catwalk. Jin begins to move back to you guys. Uh, this is a distraction, you guys. <laughs> we didn't expect... A horde of these things. <laughs> I wasn't either, but you know, we need to get up those. We need to get up those grapples and get out of here. You guys need to run. Like you need to go as far as you can, and then I'm. I need to get. I. I don't have any silt, so I need to stop. You know, distract them from doing it, preventing you guys from leaving. And what are you gonna do? I'll try and. I'll do what I can. And you're okay with this? No, not. I mean, not really. But I mean, it's not. It's not gonna hurt that bad, is it? No. <laughs> not at all. I'm gonna real quick transfer over the file for the kill switch over to it. It's just a program. There you go. Get the fuck out of here. And I run the other way. And I start smacking the catwalks and shit, trying to get them to come at me. So you guys are running, everything, all, all of these creatures begin to move away from you as you, they're moving towards the sound that Jin is making off in the distance. You guys get to the grapples and get one last look as Jin has been overwhelmed on this central platform. Just get up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, start I'm climbing. We start climbing. I'm yeah. climbing as fast as I can at this point. Yeah. And with that, you can just finally get that last look and you just see the hand Jin in this writhing mass of tentacles, claws, teeth, bones. Press the button. As you hear like this sound, and as you're going up the shaft, you feel this weight of force strike through all of you as everything comes online, and you hear the screaming of creatures from down below as you look down to see like the black 
ichor and nesting fall off the walls and disintegrate into dust as it floats everywhere into nothing. You get to the top. There's a solemn, somber moment as you look back down. Well, I don't know what to say. We wouldn't be here without him. And with that, Jin's debt has been paid. May he rest in peace. You guys return to the ship. Skeeks goes to the cockpit solemnly, begins the procedure to turn everything back on, preliminary flight checks, Mm -hmm. to move back to Vax Arden's freighter to pick him up with the job done. As the ship begins to warm up, you're all kind of sitting in that cargo bay, you, the, the horseshoe of the ship, and there's a faint beeping coming from Jin's room. I'm totally going to check out what it is. You go in the room and you clearly, clear as a bell, you can hear that this beeping is coming from Jin's bag, his only thing that he has on him. And you, know, you, look, you open up, see the pictures of his friends from long ago, and at the bottom is a little module that says, Backup Completed. Well, this explains the headgear. Can't hurt. And I just click the button. A little personality matrix pops out of it. You return to the group. Uh, Skeeks, go ahead and toss this into your little buddy you found. And I toss it over to him. I pop the, uh, the paste into it, you know? I, I close the panels up. Turn it on. Turn the switches, yeah. Are you <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, never better. Seems you found my uh my backup. But the problem is something doesn't sound right. Dude, you're like a little tiny droid right now. Um what? I mean that droid I was working on. <laughs> we put your personality matrix into that. <laughs> Wonderful. The plan was checking for any other bodies before you decided to put me in said bodies. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know it was you. Ah. Uh. Tim just said, "Put us in your robot." Well, if you couldn't tell, there were specific instructions in that. But I guess this will have to do for now. So when I asked you about the headgear earlier, why did you skim around? the part of you having a dead man switch? Oh lord, you listening? Dead men don't pay! 